1: Welcome aboard the Ark. You're listening to The 100 Podcast, a show about CW sci-fi series, The 100. I'm Dan, your mountain man, and today I'm joined by my favorite grounder, Olga.
0: Hey, everybody. Today we're discussing Season 4, Episode 7, entitled Gimme Shelter.
1: Yay. So, Olga. Yes, Dan? My dearest friend. Hey. Well, oh, okay. Well, well, you can be my friend. I,
0: I am your friend, Yes. yes.
1: I had something that I was going to say right at the beginning. Oh, I know. It's that we're starting with raindrops you falling on my head. Yes. I've been waiting for this for quite some time. Oh
0: my god, you've been looking forward <laughs> to using that for weeks.
1: I was like, when is the rain actually going to come so that I can do that? And that was great.
0: And be, you know. Oh, it's a happy song, but it's death rain. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: that's my that's my jam, you know.
0: You're jam is raindrops keep falling on my head <laughs> well,
1: come on it's from the seminal classic spider-man 2 when he's walking and then he falls down he's wearing the glasses and he's a dork and everybody loves it ready? do you
0: relate to spider-man by any chance <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: are you ready for our fun new segment i am right. title fight
0: Ooh, that is shrill
1: <laughs> okay I guess we're doing it. Yep. I might have banged that a little too loudly. I'll <laughs> bang it less loudly in the future. <laughs> it's far away from the mic. We'll see it how that is. sounds. We'll see. You'll see. I don't know. All right. Okay. So, people over there in podcast land, we're going to talk about Gimme Shelter, the title of this episode. We're not really going to fight about it. We're just going to talk about it.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I think <laughs> we both like it. We both
1: like it. I mean, I do think it is somewhat... It's been done, right? It's an yeah. episode about a storm, and they're, and they're referencing the, the Rolling Stones song, and I mean, it makes sense. They're yeah. all seeking shelter, whatever. I can accept Yeah, it.
0: it's a little on the nose, but...
1: But, eh. I'm, I did some reading about the song, which, I mean, we both already knew the song, but I hadn't yeah. read about the song. Right. So, I'm going to read a quote from uh, What's-His-Butt, uh, from Mick Jagger. Okay. I was, yeah. I was making sure that it was from Mick Jagger. Okay. Um, so, he says... Well, it's very rough. It was from a very rough, very violent era, the Vietnam War. Violence on the screens, uh, pillage and burning. The Vietnam War, uh, Vietnam, was not a war as we knew it in the conventional sense. The thing about Vietnam was that it wasn't like World War II, and it wasn't like Korea, and it wasn't like the Gulf War. It's a really nasty war, and people didn't like it. People objected, and people didn't want want to fight it. As for the song itself, he concluded that's the kind of end of the world song really it's the apocalypse and the whole records like that
0: yeah um apparently it was also i mean it's something that's used a lot after natural disasters even now um but apparently it was voted one of the top 10 most overused songs really yes (laughs) that's funny but they didn't actually use the song in the episode so i don't care yeah
1: (laughs) um so no i i do think i hadn't really like i knew it was about like guess the thing is i knew it more as a natural disaster storm song than mm-hmm. as a uh, i mean obviously there's war elements but the fact that he's talking about like an apocalypse song i think is interesting well, obviously tying with the show
0: well like the background vocals are singing rape murder one shot away one shot yeah away. but again I,
1: war versus apocalypse a that's bit, fair you know, okay like, yeah yeah so yeah. I, I do like that. There's also, in addition to the storm connection, there's the apocalypse connection.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. true. So that's good cool. point, right? But like we said, it wasn't actually in the episode, mm-hmm. but it did give the context based on connection. So yeah. I dig it.
1: Yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So what were your reactions to this episode overall?
0: As usual, liked it more on rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, it it was very character focused. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm. I'm okay with that now i thought that maybe the black rain would bring more of a plot Mm -hmm. impetus yeah so when i i was expecting it to be a plot heavy episode but you know this was good i really liked what it did for our characters it almost felt like three bottle episodes Mm -hmm. at once
1: yeah and that's i mean obviously that's a nice little thing of the age got isolated into their own zones and they each have their own shelter, which we're going to talk about it based on location. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do agree that it's a very strong character episode. It's it it's definitely a trope to be like, this is the storm. And everybody's forced together at high-pressure situations. And uh, even the show has done it before in season one, I believe. They were stuck in a storm. Uh, and uh, so it's a trope, but it was very well executed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes. I think the character stuff, I mean, I, as we're going to talk about more, I think this is Bellamy's best episode potentially ever uh definitely since season one yeah uh i loved it Uh, i thought that was really strong his acting was amazing the Mm -hmm. writing was great i think the direction was really solid in this episode uh the use of color there was different we have the yellow at the beginning then we have this sort of eerie green when uh he's first when bellamy's first going out to the rover Mm. we got this like light this like light sort of warm homely yellow when uh What's Clark is and the bed and everything. Mm-hmm. There's just a nice mixture. And then we have, like, the very, like, sterile, like, white, white and blue of the science lab. There's just a lot of nice uses of color, I feel like. And huh. great. I just, I love the setting of the house. I think that's, like, really nice contrast to what we usually get here.
0: Yeah, um, especially when you contrast it to the setting of the cave yeah, for Octavia yeah. Yeah. and even the setting of Arcadia where it's just so very
1: sci-fi. And, it,
0: yeah, yeah. It's, it's very um like grim and industrial. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so I think there's a lot of really good stuff in this. I do agree. Uh, and it's not really necessarily a fault of this particular episode, but I think that it's just that we're seven episodes in and I, I feel like we're, we're taking a long time to get anywhere this season. Yes. And it's interesting because, you know, we complained so much last season about how it was too fast mm-hmm. and now i feel like it's a little too slow um and so i mean i'm, I'm being picky but like, yes <laughs> like... we are we're known for being picky but <laughs>
0: um as for it being too slow it feels like well every episode on its own moves yeah but does it it feels like as a plot for everybody mm. It's stagnant because it, yeah. it or stagnating a bit because mm-hmm. it's like oh they're trying to reach this goal and they just can't yeah. reach it and, and they I, have all these setbacks.
1: I've been trying to figure out where I feel where because I think there's a huge layer of dramatic irony throughout the season more so than than most shows mm-hmm. where because they're so freaked out the stakes feel so high for them but I'm like you're not all gonna die so I don't really care that much <laughs> like you know like and yeah. and so. And there's the issue of it's, it's a, it's an idea that's their antagonist. It's mm-hmm. not a person or mm-hmm. a group of people. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot harder to connect with. Mm. Um, and I think that that's, I mean, that's what they always talk about when you're trying to write screenwriting and you're trying, if the, if the person's biggest issue is like a mental issue or something like that, that's really hard to write because there's nothing physical that you, and, you know, that you can grab onto as their opponent. Yeah. Um, there's It's harder to write conflict. Um, and I, I, definitely think there's, there's interesting stuff. And I, I like that it's basically everybody has one plot line and we're focused. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, so that's certainly a good thing, but I do. And so I, I want to talk about the dramatic irony thing, because obviously like last season, I was like, Allie's not going to take over the world and kill everybody either. Right. But it just felt like on, there were smaller conflicts where I believed something was actually going to happen as opposed to the smaller conflicts here feel like filler. Um.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I could see that. I mean, we we were saying, well, Ali's not going to kill everybody. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but the fallout of that is still pretty major. Yeah. And that led to this. So it's like, all right, well, obviously the fallout haha, of <laughs> this is also going to be pretty major. Yeah. And have- giant repercussions for the next season. And
1: I do believe that, like, well, probably, like, not everybody no, will survive. No, I don't think so. Yeah. But
0: at the same time, we feel like, well, they're kind of holding their cards pretty yeah. close to their chest and not yeah. and not pulling a lot of triggers. Yeah. So are we going to get a major character death or are they
1: yeah.
0: pretty close to, like, who they see as their common yeah. core?
1: I mean, this is the thing is, I think that they went too far last season, but the fact was that we weren't on the stat- same status quo for more than a few episodes. Like, we had the Ice Nation, we had Pike, and, and then we had Allie, and then there were at stages to what Allie was doing, and I felt like it was constantly shifting. Right. And and along the way, there were stakes, and we'd lost people. And, con- yeah. you know, controversies aside, like, you know, we were losing major characters, and the stakes felt real, um, and again, I, I, think that was a little too much and it's just, there's a happy medium that I, for me that I don't feel like they're quite hitting.
0: Right. I mean, just to take stock of what we have in the, you know, uh, preloaded for the rest of the season, mm. other than just synthesizing night blood, turning, making sure everybody's okay for when the radiation comes, yeah. um, plus So making sure everybody's okay for when the radiation comes, the radiation coming. Mm. We also, we're still going to see more grounder politics. We're going to see the return of the flame at some point. Yeah, Gaia. Yeah, Gaia, new Hitta.
1: I mean, I still think that the flame is going to end up in Raven and it's going to save her life.
0: That'd be great. I still hope for that. But the point is we're going to see the resurgence of the flame and uh, I think we're going to see what, Emory's plot also come yeah, to yeah. you know and that's gonna probably to set climax. up
1: next season I think
0: highly um, likely actually no. so so the point is that we have all these things up in the air but yeah. the ones that we've been focusing on because it is the a plot mm. are the radiation yeah. and the end of the world
1: so and I do want to say so I'm I'm acting like oh I'm so picky whatever they did find that happy medium for me which was season two. I I, agree. I felt like season two that things were shifting and they weren't rolling too too fast. But I didn't feel like we were stuck on the same idea the entire time necessarily. Yeah. Um. Even though like obviously the mountain men were throughout, but I feel like what was going on with them, what was going on with the grounders was shifting. Right. Um. I do want to because I didn't. I didn't really plan for us to talk this much about this. I didn't Uh, either. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um. But because of that, uh, it seems like a good point to read this tweet. Um, from at tucker ross khan who was responding to me saying that i felt like things were dragging Um, he said i actually like the slower pace season three was just too fast with too many storylines i like one arching one that being said i think things are going to be ramped up from now on into the finale and I mean mm. yes, I get I get where they're coming from. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um it seems like potentially there's going to be a month long break between episodes 8 and 9.
1: Yeah, so maybe 8 will end on a So I
0: think yeah. I think 8 will probably be like, all right, maybe we've found a solution to turning people into nightbloods mm. and then the back half will be like back to the big on ense- like truly yeah. ensemble cast drama.
1: Now, uh, that being said, uh that's based on very like not necessarily true information that's based on that's based on imdb so i don't know they
0: they list both of those episodes with the same title yeah so So, mm.
1: hopefully it's not a month break but we'll see i wouldn't be surprised so
0: speaking of lacking our ensemble cast actually this episode was missing a lot of people
1: definitely uh so we're missing and these are just the people in the locations that they, they could have been in the episode as right. opposed to, like, Guy and people like that. Yeah. So we were missing Jasper, Jaha, Monty, Raven, Luna, Miller, Riley, and Rowan until the very end. For,
0: and he doesn't speak, I don't
1: think. Yeah. I was kind of surprised. Like, I'm confused about what that means contract-wise. Like, how much do you get paid as though you were in the episode I for that? I don't
0: know. I don't know. I mean, it could very well be that he had lines. They just cut them for mm. time.
1: I'm also wondering if that that scene, that final scene... Was maybe shot for the next episode and it direct like they shot, you know, like he's going to be in the next episode significantly. He is, yeah. And so, like, maybe they just brought it over I'm, or, you know, something I'm like that. Honestly, sure they did. Yeah. It's just very. It- interesting yeah. he
0: just kind of stared over everything with like one eye raised yeah. and i was like oh boy i love roan even when he doesn't yeah. talk
1: now that said they did do a, a somewhat admirable job of telling us where people were yeah uh, they said roan was unloading fuel with the others which i assume means miller and plus
0: other unnamed soldiers. yeah if they're still alive i don't know I, I don't know if
1: we have any unnamed people oh
0: left. um someone else was there oh i know that i'm thinking of jackson never yeah. mind yeah
1: um, and then Jackson goes to check on Raven and Luna, who are in the bio lab.
0: So, are they in the bio lab?
1: Yeah, that's what he, She's he's recuperating in the bio lab, which I guess is separate from well, the lab. Well, that she we've was seen. like
0: she had her episode.
1: Yeah, well, they specifically say the stroke. words. They say, specifically say the words. She's in the bio lab. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, the point is that she's sedated. Yeah. So.
1: Um. And then Jaha and Monty are in a different sector from everybody else.
0: Mhm.
1: I did i missed the fact that raven and luna were and and i guess miller and roan were not around in the house when all that stuff was that because i thought they were supposed to be sleeping in the house i was like how did they miss all of this oh <laughs> oh no they were in the lab because yeah, yeah. i just assumed everybody was sleeping
0: so so now you see the relationship between the lab and the house right
1: yeah like the, yeah i get it through the woods more. you
0: need the drones to go down yeah and all that. it
1: makes more sense okay uh i still feel like it's odd that the mansion just kind of disappeared from even people mentioning it but that's fair yeah because it will be also why is like murphy keeps talking about the bunker why is the mansion off limits like why is that not an option well the
0: bunker is not an option because there's no like food there my
1: point is they bring they're bringing that up as a possibility why aren't they bringing the the mansion up as a possibility Because
0: because it's not radiation proof
1: I guess. Why why aren't we, I I guess people bring this up too. Why aren't we, like the house and everything are are huge and the vial opera is huge. Why aren't we like trying to fortify those and bring people there?
0: I don't think, I think it's because they realize that's not possible.
1: All right. I guess, I don't know. It seems a little odd. If they don't
0: have the materials to refortify the Ark for enough people, I don't think that they would be able to do that for a mansion.
1: I guess. Yeah. All right. So shall we get into things?
0: Let's do it. So where are we starting off?
1: Arcadia. Of
0: course. With
1: our first major Harper plot line, all alone without Monty.
0: Okay. I was going to say, was it really a major well, plot? First, but like, it was without m- Monty. Yeah, yeah, her, yeah. Where it's
1: about her without her boyfriend. You know, right. Like it's about her as a character, which yes. is nice. And her as a person. Yeah. So, I mean, we've gotten little things here and there before, but this is the first, like, really focusing on her.
0: Right, and of course, it's depressing as hell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, you know, we start off with the black rain coming down, and I think the ba- sort of scene of mass hysteria was well-directed. It was very chaotic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have this character named Lewis who falls down. He's not really as protected. He's not wearing, like, like, they have a lot of people have jackets and things like that.
0: But even then, it's yeah. like... That doesn't stop it, but it makes yeah. him especially burned.
1: And he like, reaches out to Harper, and she doesn't go back for him.
0: He like pulls on her jacket, even, yeah. and she just like brushes him off, but is staring as he's getting yeah. trampled, and then just keeps moving. Yeah, Ugh. so
1: we're, we're going to sort of do her entire thing here, which as mm-hmm. far as she feels really guilty about it, she's like, I should have gone back for him, now he's going to die. Um, and Ken just says, all you can do is make him as comfortable as possible. Who you want to be doesn't always win.
0: And that quote comes at a really... Interesting moment for mm-hmm. Kane that we'll get to later. But, yeah, but it was it was really poignant. And man, does Chelsea Reese know how to play? Yeah,
1: no that that was some really strong act. The acting in this episode was was top notch for oh, sure. Yes. Uh, and I I really appreciated this little p- plot line for her, mm-hmm. especially when I again I missed a few things live tweeting. Also, it helps so much when we have the subtitles on on the rewatch. I had missed where Monty was. And, oh, I was, okay. and so I was like, oh, it's great that, that Harper had her own plot line. But when she's so sad at the end, it feel, felt weird that she was just alone and Monty wasn't like there to comfort her. Uh, okay. But the fact that they explained it. He couldn't it, be yeah, there. Yeah. Um, that was helpful. Yeah. I thought this was a nice thing for her. The one thing we both had an issue with. you want to oh, think about God. that? <laughs> yeah.
0: So both of us were just like, now, if only instead of the dying guy being a rando named Lewis <laughs> Wouldn't it have been great if that was Riley? Just like, wouldn't that have been amazing? <laughs> Absolutely
1: delightful. It would have been. The
0: problem would have with that though mm. is that I think as a viewers collectively, mm. we'd be like, Harper, stop being sad. It's just Riley. <laughs> just like, get over it. Who gives a crap oh, if he dies? Like. Man. Yeah. No, I think I think that in that sense, it was a smart choice. I don't know,
1: dude. I feel like they would have killed two birds with one stone, given her a nice plot line, and made me happy.
0: Frank, yes, but I think it would have distracted from her plot line. Well,
1: I'm saying that the Go Float Yourself of the Week goes to Riley for not being dead.
0: Actually, that was my joke, <laughs> and you stomped on it because I was the one who came up with that. <laughs> yes,
1: but it seemed like you weren't going to go there this time. I was so. saving
0: it for our Go Float Yourself section. Oh, uh, I, I
1: put that in here. I yeah. didn't realize in that. And the outline, it's in the outline there. Because I figured we're gonna talk about how he should have been the one. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're very, very. Dan and his
0: outline madness (laughs) has to pencil in every joke I want to make.
1: (laughs) All right, so we're gonna talk about how everybody runs in. They're all stripping off their clothes. Yeah, great Uh,
0: excuse for everyone to be naked. Yeah,
1: I was. I mean, I tweeted about how like the CW execs must have loved this episode. (laughs)
0: It's like, yeah, everyone's crying and screaming, but look at all those hot bodies. Look at all
1: the bods. We notice how
0: we didn't see any of the like older, middle-aged people (laughs) getting really naked. It was all the young, live, fit people. All up on
1: Harper. We didn't get as much Bellamy as I was expecting. Like you see, like you don't see like they didn't have like a slow shot of of his body the way they have with like they have a lot of stuff with Ilian. Oh, they do. Uh, they go really hardcore with Ilian, And My, I'm, I'm not complaining. <laughs> My mom uh, was
0: watching the episode with me. I know this is skipping forward a little, but yeah. when it showed Octavia and Ilian, I was like, wait, didn't she try to kill a girl? And I was like, no, that was Ilian And she, that's him. And she was just like, oh, well, I can tell it's a him. <laughs> <laughs> he was naked at this point, and she was like, "Oh, well, he's a very pretty person. Like he's, his eyes are really big, and his hair is soft." And I was like, "Mom, please, this is a little uncomfortable, <laughs> considering it's like deep emotional drama and pain." And my mom's just like, "Ooh,
1: well, you know, young
0: man, I'm like stop, stop, no, mom."
1: Well, I can't blame her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yes, the stripping section is now over. Yes, thank um, you. <laughs> all right, so Bellamy's worried about Octavia, uh, but we have no idea where she is, so him trying to go after her doesn't make sense, and I like that he can sort of admit that. Yeah. Um, and But they find out that there are some people trapped. It's Mark and Peter, and, the, and Peter was one of the hun, original hundreds, so Bellamy has to go on his crazy rescue Bellamy mission. Yeah, uh, but yeah. But it goes a little differently than usual.
0: In that it fails. Yes. <laughs> like, blatantly fails. I'm not even
1: just that it failed. I mean, to me, what makes this great is that he accepts, he he doesn't keep trying. Yes. You know? and He th-
0: admits it This is the moment
1: that I've been, like, wanting. Like, he made the logical choice, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, we'll get into this in more detail, but, like, I think that that's, that's, like, I thought he was going to try and try and try, maybe still not be able to do it, but he was going to hurt himself in the process. He wouldn't, yeah. like, I just thought that that's who he was. And the fact that they have him changed in this episode, that he has a real arc here, mm-hmm. I think is fantastic.
0: And it's a frustrating piece of growth. Yeah. Like, as viewers, you're like, well, we want Bellamy to be okay. We mm-hmm. want him to be a little bit more logical sometimes. Yeah. But, I mean, we also want him to be the hero, so it's kind of hard when he... Doesn't get to be that.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So basically, he says, you know, I can't find my sister, but I knew. Do you know where they are? Uh. Eventually, like the wind blows off the rubble and stuff, and so. No, Martin... no.
0: The wind changes direction. Yeah. So basically, they're in an overhang.
1: Oh, so the so rain the... starts. It starts in. going under. Oh, okay, yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Bellamy's trying to get them. His rover is stuck. Um. And he's like, I have to go out and you know put get the what was push it, get... it out of the mud. Basically. I think they were going to use some some device or something, but. Uh, Kane, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Get it out of the mud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Kane tells him that, you know, if he does that, three people are going to die, not two. And there's nothing he can do. Yeah. Um.
0: This was a great Kane episode.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, it continues to be great. But but I mean, last week we were saying, well, Henry and Cusick feels like he's not getting enough for what such a great actor he is yeah. and how much potential he has to be amazing and just your are heart not only goes out to him but yeah. your attention like you get so invested when he has a great plot and scene yeah. and everything well and- that's the thing
1: is i had sort of been being like i want him to make mistakes again and it's not necessarily that he makes mistakes here it's actually he doesn't make like the saintly choices yes and i i, I enjoy that also the fact that it harkens back so much to his past mistakes yes and it reminds you that he's not the saint Yes. You know, and I think that that's so good.
0: Exactly. So this episode, after our little complaints, it's like, they they heard us. and <laughs> 20 like,
1: million weeks ago, but. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, oh, so. yeah, when they were making the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so um, we're going to jump, you know, we're, we're actually doing this Arcadia stuff sort of in chronological order. So mm-hmm. Kang calls Abby to tell her about the Black Rain. And how the water is no longer drinkable, and they're running low on water because of the fire and I all for, stuff. I
0: forgot about the fact that the water wouldn't be drinkable after this. Yeah.
1: This is a problem.
0: Big one. <laughs> the so, deadline looms closer.
1: You know, we're sort of mixing together the two plot lines here, but this is a really good Abby Kane thing. And, you know, shipping aside, this is just a uh, really uh, you know great harkening back to that core the you know discussion we always talk about from the pilot between the two of them yeah um and her you know her finally being faced with something that she you know can sort of see where he had come from yes and him sort of saying almost similar things to what he said in the pilot but with a much more downcast i know it's tough i understand this is awful sort of point of view yeah and i think that's great um for
0: her especially you know as a healer as a doctor mm-hmm. arguably even as someone who has been a bit of a moral core yeah. to so many or self-righteous
1: if you want to put it that way sure
0: <laughs> i i okay yep. <laughs> um for her to be faced with you know basically saying uh if i take a life to find a cure does that make me a murderer
1: yeah i thought that was great
0: so it's like no one gets to be a pure hero or a pure yeah. villain
1: maybe there are no good guys yes yes i know <laughs> um, um so i'm gonna read a little bit more of these quotes so he says uh, your humanity is your greatest strength sometimes we need a different kind of strength we need to survive then we can find our humanity again great stuff
0: oh love it yep. especially with a show that's about you know the younger people sometimes when it's a scene between the adults people don't always like like that, mm-hmm. in, in other shows, usually. Yeah. But this show makes it feel necessary.
1: No, I think that they're just great actors. And I, I'm certainly... This is my favorite season for Abby in a lot of ways. Yeah, you yeah.
0: haven't really been a huge Abby fan. No, overall. I just didn't
1: find her necessary. But and They're now, doing good stuff with her. Great. Yeah. Um, so Mark is dead, and so is Peter. Mm. And uh, Bellamy can't protect anyone. He talks about how, oh, was his responsibility. Now, you know, where is she? What has she become? Is she even alive? Um... Yeah, it's you know we should before we really go on we should just pause and his acting, the direction, the closeness of the camera, and the claustrophobia, and the rain, and the lighting, and like it's everything was he feels so, trapped in every way. Yeah, and I I just think this is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh it, it's really well done. It's really heartbreaking. It, and, it
0: sets the tone perfectly. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I couldn't be invested in... like That was a scene in which all of my attention was on the screen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. Um, So he's talking about Octavia. And Kane says, you can't save someone who doesn't want to be saved. Your mother would be proud. I know I am. And then he says...
0: You floated my mother. Oh. And that
1: just hits you in the heart, oh, man. Because you...
0: Because you feel for Bellamy, but you also feel for Kane.
1: And I just did not expect that. No. At all. it was just like he just came out of nowhere and it was so strong and it was so
0: good. It was so it was it Ugh. was a knife
1: line of the episode. It wasn't
0: even a knife in the back. It was like an intimate killer line, yeah. and you could and Kane is obviously struggling with yeah all of that flooding back to him of the person he used to be. Yeah, and this is where he goes back to. To Abby. Uh, to, not to Abby. To, oh, to Harper. To Harper. Yeah. I kept wanting to say Chelsea. Um, <laughs> and tells her you, the person you want to be doesn't always win. Yeah. Because he was speechless for yeah. Bellamy. He couldn't help Bellamy in that yeah. moment. but
1: oh, And also, uh, the delivery was what really, really sold it. I mean, I think it's a great line, but the delivery was great. Yeah. um, And I do, you know... Oh, I mean, at first, you know, so this was great, obviously, and it, it hit me. But then I was also like, "Well, isn't Jaha the one who floated her mother?" But uh, you you point out like he was part of the council; he probably voted to have her, you know.
0: Yeah, he was yeah. one of them. I mean, yeah. yeah.
1: And even if he w- didn't like directly do it, he might just mean it in like the the greater the gr- sense. yes, yeah. yes. It's because like, of your laws that yeah,
0: yeah you yeah. put us in this position yeah. of killing my mother, and 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 yet. You know, we love the relationship between Bellamy and Kane. Yeah, and how he is like a father to him, or
1: something they really built up in season three.
0: Yeah,
1: and I mean, people talking about, I, you know, it's a lot of nice. It gets really picks up nice leftover remnants from the you know the middle of season three-ish, where you know Kane's trying to rush out of Arcadia and Bellamy's in the way and just how he can't do it. Right? Mm-hmm. There's they were really building that up. I do think, and I I wonder if people remember more moments in season two that sort of built up their connection because to me, like now it's such a core thing of the episode of this episode and everything. I do feel like. Like, what built up their father-son bond? Like, it kind of just came out of nowhere, as uh, far as I remember. I suppose, I c- yeah. I guess it happened during the three months we missed. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I who cares? The actors are so good. I don't good. care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll forgive it. I don't care.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, uh, so, ending out that, he says, uh, you know, Bellamy gets back after the ran's over. Kane says, no word from Octavia. And he says he's sorry, which I thought was a great moment.
0: Yeah. for And it, it was such a big sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah
1: and then Bellamy says you can't save someone who what doesn't want to be saved. Who? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so, great, great episode for both of them. Great connection, great, everything. It was
0: it was a development where Kane sees himself in Bellamy, but they have that history mm-hmm. and Bellamy could be a better Kane. He yeah. has that potential of learning. It's just ah just, so good <laughs> if if yeah. only all of the emotional core episodes could Deliver.
1: I mean, I don't agree with you that Bellamy could be a better Kane. But, but what do you mean? I, I mean, I don't. I mean, like I as think, a leader. I don't know. I feel like Bellamy's already made equivalent mistakes to Kane. No, no, no. I'm
0: not. Yes, but he's also like I don't <laughs> know, twenty, yeah, thirty, yeah. twenty <laughs> years younger at the very um, least.
1: But yeah, but now Kane, okay, I feel like Kane's already like at the good leader point. So.
0: I know, but what I'm saying is like eventually when yeah, Bellamy could be yeah. still alive and the yeah. leader. <laughs> he won't just be him like learning from his mistakes he'll have kane's guidance
1: and i hope that going forward i I do think this is a a pivotal moment for him to be able to let go and to be able to you know just not know that not everything's on him right and that he can't control everything uh and i i hope going forward he is able to continue to make some logical choices not always but sometimes yeah um I think that's great.
0: That would be really – that would really show that this episode meant something. Yeah.
1: Over in the cave. (laughs) So uh, I was asking you, I'm not really sure if this is, like, literally supposed to be Lincoln's cave. I don't think so. I don't
0: think so. Uh,
1: But maybe metaphorically, you know, caves are important to Octavia. It's
0: more the thing of she's adopted grounder culture. She learned it from Lincoln, and one of the first time – or the first time we saw Lincoln –
1: um, no, nah, maybe, I don't remember. Well, the
0: point yeah. is that...
1: It's it's very significant. Caves are with, significant, yeah. and they
0: mean something to, Yeah. Uh, no pun intended, ground Octavia yeah. as kind of being part of the grounder culture, as opposed to... Her. And I
1: also think you could put it that, like, being in that situation, in that place, with another attractive male, like, could have furthered what she was feeling, as far as, like... The idea of, like, she saw him, she had some connection to Illion, and it made her more uncomfortable being in that space. Yeah. Um, I, I think that there's that a layer there if you want to see it that way. Yeah. Um. I could see that. But, you know, how that sort of heightens the grief process. I could
0: see that, but yeah. also at the same time, once Octavia is gone and the Black Rain is coming, where else is she going to hide other than a cave.
1: No, well, no, I know. I'm saying I'm just like from. I'm saying yeah. in a poetic, yes, symbolic, yes. metaphorical, and
0: I'm saying on the surface level, yeah. it's the only place that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So read into it as much as yeah. you want, basically.
1: Um. So before the wren comes, Ilian is following her, and he says that he owes Octavia for sparing his life, which is. A very odd way of thinking about it. Considering
0: she was the one who wanted to kill him, and she opened she opened the door. Yep,
1: almost killed. (laughs) Whatever, dude.
0: Thanks for not actually killing me when you said you were gonna kill me (laughs) and made me almost die. Okay. (laughs) Uh,
1: so they run into the cave. Um, my one of they have some really good funny lines in this episode too, which is funny because it's so dark. Um, but Octavia says, "Why don't you make a fire? You're good at that."
0: Burn.
1: Ah, nice. Ah. <laughs> Fire burn.
0: Thanks, Dan, <laughs> for explaining the joke.
1: I'm so good at life. Um okay, so Ilion's sort of trying to bomb with her. He's talking about how he can't imagine going home. Everything reminds him of what he did. Very good lines, actors. This is a good episode for Ilian overall. We get
0: to know him a bit yeah. more. Yeah.
1: I, we certainly both have some issues here, which we'll get to, but mm-hmm. this part I think is good. This part was good, yeah. Yeah. Um and Octavia says, "You're not a murderer. You feel the way you're supposed to feel after you take a life. I feel nothing," which we'll get to in a second. Uh, so this is the big, the big Kahuna. So she sort of, you know, things well, build up and build he up. She keeps
0: like poking at her in yeah. a way, and finally,
1: she tries to she... kill herself by running back into the black. So rain. this is
0: something I try. I thought I heard her say, "I just want to feel something," mm. like. I don't not necessarily that she was trying to kill herself, but, but hurt like, herself. Like it was more about self harm yeah. than suicide, which I'm not saying is better, yeah. but like
1: it's it's you know a little either way. It's it's a suicide. We're in, in the zone of suicide. Yes, yes, we're in that in that sphere. She's very depressed. She's she wants to hurt herself in some way. Yes. Um. So
0: that was intense yeah as it was happening and my on first watch i was like oh my god physical contact yeah this intense emotions are heightened please don't let them have sex Mm
1: -hmm. and so that immediately leads into you know him he's trying to pull he pulls her out of the ring she's fighting she's fighting um and you know then she she kisses him and she says you know Wait, did I did I wrote it down. Yeah, you right? said it? just
0: make me feel something yeah.
1: else. Yeah. So
0: the, the look on his face is one of horror.
1: Yeah. Like when she
0: kisses him.
1: Yeah. Shock, shock horror. Shock and surprise. horror. Yeah. Um, and the one
0: on hers is just like mm, desperation yeah. and just like her eyes are buggy yeah. and
1: she yeah, she I mean it's what she said. She she right. wants something. She needs to get it out of her head. Yes. Um she needs something to shock her system kind of. Right. Um So, so yes,
0: she's the aggressor.
1: Yeah, before we really get into this, which right. we're going to get deep and we have a tweet and stuff, yes. uh, I do want to talk to you, because you, you haven't seen Buffy, uh, but there's a similar but I would say much better handled sequence in Buffy, uh, which again, it's funny how many parallels the show has to when the showrunner supposedly has never seen it. Uh, <laughs> wow. But there's a sequence in the season that I, I, you know, I would call the depression season, where... Buffy is really really not doing well and I'm not going to like specifically spoil stuff here I know but, why but um, yeah but she's, she's you know she's very very depressed she can't feel anything she feels just completely emotionally numb and she ends up sleeping with someone that she hates and they have and he kind of hates her but also cares about her and they have this like hateful angry dark sex and it's tragic and it's dark and it's fucked up and it's kind of hot <laughs> Um, but like it's about, like, the pain. And, and, like, she's not doing suicide attempts or anything, too, which I think is an important extra factor. Yeah, yeah, important extra factor. Um, and it it's seen as something, like, awful. Like, it doesn't help her feel better, you know? Okay. And I think, like, to me, I think that that was an interesting, like, showing of, of sort of when you're spiraling, how that, like, a, a, a sort of symptom of spiraling, potentially. Um,
0: People use, like, frankly... Is sex something that people use to distract from their own problems or deal? It is. In the real world, it is. Like, uh, this is, you know, like you said, there is a tweet, but there is the, there is a trope associated with this. But is this something that is a thing? It is a thing.
1: Yeah. And I think it was, I mean, with Buffy, I think it was very self-destructive because it was someone that he despised. Right. Uh, Here, I think it's, it's a little different. Yeah. and it's just kind of it's like like I said she needs she needs something she's grasping for straws right um which has a phallic connotation um <laughs> but do you want to read this tweet and then we'll get into it a yeah, little more. yeah yeah
0: um from at the pale chick on Twitter can't believe they pulled the intimate healing trope with O. make me feel done before and done better strong female character gets emotional slash irrational let's put a penis in her totally weak
1: so I think that that's. Certainly worth saying. I do think it's a little bit of a, a simplification to just say she's a, a female character who gets emotional. Uh, I mean, she was... I feel This like there's a long
0: time coming. Yeah, I just want to say yeah. that. It's not like this is her just out of the blue. I think we've seen her spiral and getting lost yeah. for a while.
1: And not for a second was I like, oh, she's being a stereotypical woman here. You know, like...
0: Yeah. Like. That said, this is a trope. Yeah. There's a reason as her they're fighting, as him trying to keep her from hurting herself was yeah. happening. I was, first thing that came to my mind wasn't being able to, like, get invested in the drama. It was, I really hope they don't have sex. Because I kind of yeah. knew that that was the, quote, I mean, logical next step for the
1: Also, they the were scene. in a cave with no clothes on. Yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah. I know.
0: But still, yeah. at the beginning of the scene, I was, like, having already seen the people in Arcadia take their clothes yeah, off, yeah. I wasn't like, well, people aren't just going to start boning yeah. everywhere. So, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so it's difficult because on second watch, once I knew it was going to happen, yeah. I could kind of see the progression, like the emotional progression yeah. more, knowing to expect it. Yeah. Uh, d- do I like it?
1: I, I mean, I think that there's... There's something, you know, I talked about. Like it reminded me of season three things, where there's something controversial and potentially majorly problematic here. But I haven't really landed on exactly where I feel because I do feel like, I mean, my first gut reaction was was a. I think this is a really well shot scene, really well acted scene. The lighting, like everything, like it's a beautiful scene. Mm -hmm. Uh, but like it felt like to me like they're using suicide as as foreplay for a ship moment. Yeah, and. I like for a show that has dealt with mental illness and stuff. I think pretty well. It felt wrong, right. um, and I was not a, not super happy with it. And I do think, you know, I, I I think you can interpret this. You know, there's the sort of downcast blunt wave that our that our listener put it, and I I get where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. I do think to certain some degree it's supposed to be she she gets to her lowest point and. You know, not necessarily that the sex was what got her guard her system, but just mm-hmm. the the suicide attempt, and she just needed to get she just got to her lowest point and is now ready to move on a little bit. I think that that's somewhat valid, but it's also gross,
0: right? So you actually brought up the point how in Buffy, and I think this is what bothered me about it. Yeah, is because I was worried that it would cause for her to be healed. Yeah, healed by the dick. Yeah, and it's not. <laughs> And you said that in Buffy it has, like, repercussions and she feels worse after. It, or... it
1: goes on for episodes on episodes and she feels worse and worse as it goes on. Right. Yeah. So
0: here it causes Octavia to change. Mm. And as Alien goes home, Octavia is standing there left in the cave and decides to drop her daggers and yeah. blades. Yeah, symbolically
1: move on from the killer that she had been. And...
0: Right. And, and she goes with him. Yeah. So... See, that I think is what I was fearful of. Yeah. And it's like, oh, she has a conversation with him. She she might have like been part of what might have snapped her into It's like, wow, I wanted to hurt myself so badly just because I hate how being a killer has made me feel. Yeah. But then she has sex, and she is able to at least try to stop being, like walk away from yeah. being I mean, that person. They
1: could have had it be... That he stops her and he holds her and she's shaking she's crying. Or she
0: tries yeah. to kiss him and he's just like, No, but I'm not going anywhere, or something like yeah, that. I, like something I think, more... I think if they
1: left out the kissing completely and he, and he just pulled her out and he was holding her and she was sobbing and right. then we cut to later and he had helped her and he had you know, like he had protected right. her and she in you know, a that's eh. I mean, but you know what I mean? Like as far he as He had like, still
0: brought the shock to her system. Well, yeah, no,
1: yeah. I think no, I think to me in that case It's two separate things. Okay. She brought the shock to her system with the suicide attempt. Okay. And that that is what lets her drop the knives. Mm -hmm. But him being there is what connects... They have a connection now. Okay. To me, That separates the two things in a way that I think would be much better. Mm -hmm. Um, That you can still build up that they have a connection now and he's a good person. Yes. But let her sort of shock her own system without him. Um, That would
0: have been preferable. That would have been preferable. Yeah.
1: I do think... I don't know. It it just feels It, it feels
0: a little gross. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. I it has been done before, mm-hmm. so
1: but we we should talk about Ilian's point of view here though, because I did see some people saying that like it was really messed up of him to like sort of take advantage, take advantage of the advantage. situation. Yeah. How how do you feel about that? I didn't that?
0: see it like that. You I know? didn't I didn't see it as him taking advantage of her being like, Oh sweet, I get to have sex now. Yeah. I think it was more just like oh, shit, she seems to need this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I owe her?
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know. Just I like... mean,
1: to me, it's somewhat similar to the Raven-Bellamy situation. In what um, sense? When, when Raven slept with Bellamy because she was so upset, and uh-huh. Bellamy was just like, did that make you feel any better? Uh, it's a little bit different because, obviously, Raven wasn't quite the same level of upset. Right. Um. I, I don't know how I feel. I, I understand people thinking that he took advantage of her. I don't. To me, that, like, implies that, like, she can't make any choices for herself in this state, which I don't know f- how I feel about that. Yeah. I, I I mean, I've been in close to that state, and I, like, if someone said that I was taking advantage of, I would be mad about it, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh,
0: I don't know. Uh, yeah. Like, there are points when people are the, like, can't yeah. be trusted to make the right decisions yeah. for their bodies. Cause they're so
1: yeah just, so I don't know. I understand. Gone, but I
0: don't know if Octavia had, I don't want to say earned that, but like as a storytelling yeah. perspective, like certain things you can't expect to be on the same level yeah. as real life. So I don't know for, for a TV show, if it got to that to level. demonstrating yeah, that
1: yeah to me being like, he can't make any choices for herself he without no, being a danger to yeah herself. She has no yeah. agency. I, I don't know. It's, I understand where people are coming from though. Yeah. Um, Alley Island. Hmm. Oh, my only other thing. Actually, I do have two more, two other things I want to say about. Oh. Yep. A, um, I think it's like really annoying that she didn't tell Bellamy that she's alive, and that we still are. We have like, we're back to Bellamy being like, is she dead? Well, like, how would
0: like, how would that happen? Well, the fact
1: that they that they decided to just go. to Oh, and not go back to, go and, back to yeah.
0: Arcadia. Yeah, good point.
1: Yeah. Um, the other thing uh, I was talking to you about is. I'm a little nervous about the fact she dropped the weapons. Like, yes, it's an interesting character (laughs) move for her, but um, is she just going to not be a warrior anymore? And I I don't like that. I want her to be the warrior that Kane was talking about, where a warrior knows when not to kill. I don't want her to become a total pacifist, because I feel like that's not the character we've been building up to. That's not the character she was before Lincoln died either. Like, I want her to be the character she was before Lincoln died. Yeah. Uh, So, I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think... I think she'll struggle with it, too. Yeah. I think Gaia and Octavia are going to have a little bit more interaction.
1: Yeah. And I'm also interested to see about the Luna part of that, too. That might be interesting.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Back to... So, speaking of Luna and at yes. least that location. So, Allie Island. Yeah.
1: I wanted to talk about Luna in relation to this whole Abby plot line um, mm-hmm. and the fact that they're talking about using her bone marrow to potentially help everybody and also, uh, that, you know, are we going to irradiate someone in order to test this theory? Mm hmm. Luna not being in this episode when this is the big drama feels weird.
0: That they're going to potentially kill someone with her.
1: But, and then use her blood. And then, yeah. Yeah, with her bone marrow. Her bone marrow. Yeah. Um, that seems like something she would majorly object to. Yeah. And. Well, not
0: just. Yes, continue. Like,
1: I don't think she would allow them to do that. Right. Uh, I don't know what we'll see next week, but it did seem like, considering that was like the big moral dilemma of the episode, it felt odd not to have her and convenient not to have Con- her.
0: Yes. Yeah. Maybe it'll happen next week. Yeah. Something I can't look past is, well, aren't they trying to save like hundreds upon hundreds, if not thousands of people? Yeah. So how are how is Luna going to provide enough Bone marrow to do that
1: yeah and, and even if their answer is well we're gonna kill her like the fact that that didn't come up as a discussion point
0: it felt very like y- y'all aren't even gonna bring up how this has shades of mount Weather. yeah to yourselves
1: <laughs> and and the fact that they like <sighs> yeah I don't, I don't know like, like even if because like first of all like even if they were going to kill her i still don't think it's enough more marrow for the number of people they want to save it really is so the fact that they didn't bring up like well we'd only be able to save so many people you know like it just felt like a weird... I, I don't know what kind of pseudoscience they're trying to throw our way, but... Yeah. Do you want to read the tweet?
0: Yes. So, um, this is from... at l foff Or is it I-Foff?
1: It might be I-Foff.
0: I don't know. Yeah. It is a capital I or a lowercase l. <laughs> um, so, they say, Bone marrow transplant is different than blood transfusion. I was an English major, and I know that. Bad, Abby, science. So... Yes, but I actually work in a bone marrow transplant <laughs> department, and it is different. But, uh, but you do inject w- inject. It. Well, you train the way at least we do it is it's in bags. Yeah, and you put it into someone's body the way you would through an IV. Okay,
1: so similar enough.
0: I mean, this is sci-fi. Yeah, I'm also not present on the floor yeah so
1: i don't see it but it's not as crazy as you might expect though it's yeah. not so out there yeah
0: weirdly enough i was like this bone marrow stuff seems wrong in in season two and now i'm like it's not that wrong <laughs> <laughs> oops so
1: um so jumping ahead clark goes to the really really swanky house i enjoy the swanky house yeah um, and
0: murphy is there like <laughs> you know, dancing, cooking.
1: <laughs> you can cook, you can read. Yeah, you can
0: read. That was amazing. <laughs> that was so
1: good. Um, and Mori
0: stands up for her man a little bit. <laughs> they're doing cute nuzzling. Yeah,
1: a... They're really cute this episode. And I also do want to say Mori, this is my favorite Amori episode too. It, she's just, I, I remember at the beginning of the season, I had said, I don't know how I feel about Mori. Do we Mori. need her yeah, anymore? Like, yeah. yeah. I keep saying that and then they prove me wrong. So oh, who should I say is terrible next? <laughs> 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 um, So, uh, Amori's freaking out because she overheard that they might radiate someone, and she assumes it will be her. Because she's Um, the freak Drada. Yeah, she's the outsider, everything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, there's an interesting thing here because when she first is talking about it, Murphy says, what are the scavengers back? Um, I think this is important because, A, it's building up that there are these scavengers, that there were people she worked with. Mm -hmm. Um, I also, to me, that was what made me believe a lot of what all the lies that we get throughout this episode about this new guy who shows up which we'll get to Mm -hmm. um because i really i was like i know that this is coming that they're going to tell us more about these people i thought this was the doorway into that yeah um so that was great i thought it was a great twist
0: i think so too yeah yeah and we're starting to get hints of that bigger Mm. bigger threat
1: um, so basically so then we have Clark having her sort of hunger games moment of she's all dirty. She sees this beautiful house and this beautiful bedroom that she's never imagined. Yeah. Um, she, you know, she touches the, um,
0: white linen, the white linen.
1: And so we have another tweet mm. from I Foff or L Foff or Foffy Foff. And they say, <laughs> why did they make a point of how dirty Clark was compared to the white bedding? Didn't we see that? See, didn't we all see season three? Um, so my thing is, I think that was the point for her, right. that she was seeing how dirty she was, that it's sort of a, a self-conscious, like, oh man, this is who I am, like, this is, like, I'm, this I is stain so be- everything. Yeah, this is so beautiful, and, and I'm so, just, like, dirty. I, br- um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she showers, she gets to lie down for 10 seconds, and <laughs> immediately get a horror movie moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I enjoyed that little, that little sequence. Um, So then we have a big battle with a grounder and a Mori, who had broken in.
0: Dun, dun, dun. I thought
1: very well choreographed. That was a nice little that action sequence. That was
0: insane. Like that was intense.
1: Yeah.
0: I would say, you know, we don't often see women getting pummeled.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And she's very small and yeah. lithe, So it's like, oh, shit, he's huge. Yeah. Um, So it's uncomfortable, but she holds her own. Yeah. I do like the note of Murphy using a cutting board to bash that guy's <laughs> head.
1: Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, so she calls him Bayless. Yes. And says that she knows him. He did awful shit to her. Um, and her brother. And her brother. Yeah. So then we cut over her and Clark talking as as Murphy's sort of torturing him. Mm-hmm. Um, and she asks Clark, you've never killed for revenge. Which I had to stop and I was like, did she never kill for revenge? I guess maybe not. I mean,
0: <laughs> arguably Mount Weather was, it
1: well, wasn't she revenge. No, to protect her people. Yes. I did it for my people.
0: Yeah.
1: No. Um. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I do. If I'm forgetting anything, I want to know because I, I don't think she's. Ever I feel killed like
0: for they would have, at the very least, let's give yeah. them some credit. But they
1: know that she. They know yeah. she's never
0: killed for revenge. <laughs> well,
1: I, she thinks that she's never killed for revenge. Right. I wonder if the audience agrees. Mm,
0: I see what yeah. you're saying.
1: Uh, so Amori says that she that this guy hurt her and her brother. That he made them beg. That he they cut them. It doesn't go into that many specifics, right. but something bad happened. Um, and she talks about how she was. And you know, Clark's trying to say that she understands whatever. More is like, "You don't understand. I was cast out and forced to steal and eat from a young age. You were loved. You were special. You know nothing of my pain."
0: Don't do Um.
1: So this is a nice moment because it's like check your privilege. Because she was loved. Check that your was privilege, hard. Clark. Yeah. Um. It's it's an interesting moment because like. I don't consider Clark, since the show has started, in any way privileged. Mm -hmm. uh, Other than the fact that she, like, is really smart and really capable and is the leader. But, like, she's had a really, really shitty life. But, you know, Amori still might have had a shittier life. I mean, it showed,
0: for example, it showed Clark on the arc in her flashbacks, like, before shit went sour, of, like, her mom, her dad, Jaha Wells. Like, she had love. She was, like, Amore said you were told you were special yeah she had opportunities that amori never had and even though shit has gone south since then it's like she got to become this person yeah. who wasn't burdened by like a, a hard life before she was even yeah present in it mm-hmm. so i don't know that definitely that definitely has real world yeah i
1: think there were definitely nice real world real world echoes there yes um and yeah, no. I guess I think that that was a nice little social commentary moment yeah. for them.
0: So how about we all internalize that <laughs> right there?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. <yeah. clears throat> um, so so. They, he says if we let Balish leave, he'll come back and kill us all. He'll
0: bring others. Yeah, yeah. And okay. and he's trying to say like she's lying, but she I, I'm convinces. Just them. Scavenging
1: for my family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But
0: she convinces everybody. And, and then
1: Clark says that we'll test it on him. Yes. Which obviously we knew was coming as soon as he showed up. Of course. Uh, but but it, still yeah. it was yeah.
0: we didn't think that yeah. it was anything but the truth coming from Amore. Yeah.
1: So I thought you know, great moment for Amori, great episode for Amori. Very Catwoman-esque, I was saying. Very, You know, she's a thief, she's Ooh. a liar, she's manipulative. Yeah. Um, I love it. Uh, she's a survivor in a mm-hmm. way that Murphy seriously finds sexy. Super sexy. <laughs> At <laughs> um, first he was
0: like, wait, that's not him? And then he was like, oh, yeah. that's not him. Yeah.
1: And I like that he, the, the line of it, that's not him, because that means there is a him. And that's, you know, the best lies are built in some sort of reality. And that's why she was able to be so convincing, and I think that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, just a really nice, really solid character episode.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm excited for next week, mm-hmm. and I don't know, it. It better be at the same time while it was a character-driven episode, and I loved it for that. Mm-hmm. It it better be the last one of these, <laughs> a standalone a standalone character development. Yeah. Pretty much purely, I, I hope we don't have yeah. too much more of yeah. this. I
1: agree. I agree. Um, all right. So over in the dead zone this week, we have three sad, lonely individuals, Lewis, Mark, and Peter. Their fight is over.
0: Their fight is over.
1: May we meet again in another life, brother.
0: Okay, Dan. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, from your poetry all right.
1: so i'm <laughs> gonna read our little contact us sick here and you're gonna read the emails we already read this one tweet so these are all emails from we will rise uh but if you want to be part of the conversation with us you can do so in a myriad of ways you can either tweet at us at the 100 pod cast the 100 podcast over on twitter follow us listen to our live tweeting times um also check out our website the 100 podcast.com check out our tumblr the 100-podcast.tumblr.com i've updated that by the way i was
0: just about to ask
1: (laughs) i did update it i didn't that does remind me that i did not check tumblr to see if we had any tumblr questions this week i am sorry um (laughs) the 100 pod at gmail.com is our email address you can email us there like these fine people did and
0: that's the best way to send us longer pieces because clearly dan forgets to check tumblr Every week, I don't
1: like Tumblr. Sorry. Anyway, um, all right, <laughs> o- please, old man. <laughs> please rate us or review us on the iTunes. That would be a big help. We haven't gotten a rating or review in a while. It would make me feel delightful. I would be happy. I would do a happy dance. And post I mean, it on you guys. Would,
0: I was gonna say people wouldn't be able to see it. This is audio <laughs> format. But okay.
1: Um, yes. Make feel ha- free to embarrass yourself on our Twitter feed. <laughs> Go right. ahead. Email, ahoy. All
0: right, uh, and just. Remember, we always record a few days after the episode airs, so we have time to rewatch. Yeah. So feel free to also comment on the episode that aired that week in yeah. addition to our podcast. Though we we got some
1: great tweets, so thank you guys we for did. the tweets. Yes, absolutely. Um, also, remember, you can be part of Crew Corner or oh be God. one of the mail crew. I didn't
0: approve of <laughs> this. You got your freaking title fight. You got your go float yourself of the week, which ruining my joke which i'm still bitter about <laughs> anyway back to we will rise feedback all right so this is from caitlin mm-hmm. hey guys i'm writing to once again talk about clark i talk about clark a lot i know but she's just one of those characters that resonates with me this week's podcast was great by the way i do love some of the new segments dan go it yourself is pretty great <laughs> damn it don't encourage it fine fine all right i love hearing olga tease you for them a bit more though yes <laughs> All right. Anyways, I know you guys said you would love to hear a different perspective on Clark and Nyla, so I thought I would share mine. To me, from the very first line of the show, I knew this show may be about the 100, but it was from Clark's point of view. She is the one that speaks the first lines and gives the exposition. Every point there on out is more focused on her. We end the season seeing her in trouble, open the next season with how she gets out and so on. Coming from that storytelling aspect, when I look at any of her relationships on the show, I see that the writers are telling us how she feels and what she is going through. Mm -hmm. This season is the season of Clark's journey of healing from Lexa. Whenever Lexa is brought up, I think it's less about making fans happy or even hurt, but showing us how Clark is feeling. Every time Lexa is talked about this season, it's by someone in Clark's life acknowledging her feelings for her. Abby talks about her, then Roan, now Nyla, and I think it's part of Clark's journey in showing her grief. From this perspective, I don't think having her sleep with Nyla is weird or disrespectful, because As they have shown before, this is how Clark processes pain. I also don't believe it's showing promiscuity or continues that specific trope because she's not just sleeping around with people. If the writers just had this scene to make sure we know she's still into girls, then it could have been any girl she sleeps with. She knows and is friends with Nyla. It's not a random hookup. The first shot is on Clark. And while I, too, think that nothing needed to be said about Lexa for you to get Clark's pain... I think it shows that Nyla can speak about her with Clark. It is showing more about their relationship and how, in a show where pain rarely gets processed, you can see that Clark has been talking it through with Nyla up to this point. I love the way the writers have handled her character this season. It's rare that we actually get to see pain accurately and painfully processed. It does make me feel better about Clark eventually moving on with Bellamy if that's what they want to do. However, I think that... They would need a real conversation about Lexa before that. While Bellamy has acknowledged that Clark loved Lexa, he has not done so with Clark. So maybe that will come next. Thank you for hearing me out on this, guys. Have a great day. You as well.
1: Uh, That was a great email. And I think that, yeah, I definitely agree that it would be nice to have an actual discussion with them about Mm -hmm. that. And I I think... You know, you make good points about Nyla for sure, and I also I do like a specific the point that I really connected with is that you're right that this has been shown to be how Clark deals with her. It's similar to the Octavia thing. I was gonna say
0: instead of being healing healed by Dick, (laughs) something they
1: said that again. It's not really healing. It's just it's it's more like the Buffy thing in a way, except not that not hateful or self destructive as much as just like escaping into it
0: escapism. yeah. Yeah that's uh, what i was looking for earlier yeah okay. <laughs>
1: Jeez. yeah so i great points I, I don't know that i have much to add i think you kind of dropped the mic there but yeah um, that was great that <laughs> yeah. was great
0: and thank you for your perspective
1: yeah all
0: right so this is from Kalar. hi olga and dan love your podcast sorry if this is a little long-winded okay breathe in <laughs> let's go all right i was very happy and excited to see clark in bed with nyla in this episode we will rise that was be- awesome because I really like Nyla and think she will be great for Clark. However, unlike many people, I did not predict that the show would go there after the Tinderbox episode. I'm a huge Clexa fan, and I just thought the show would give Clark more time to grieve Lexa's death. And my cynical self assumed Clark would eventually end up with a man.
1: I, I Again, I think that uh, Caitlin explained why she – I think she isn't moving on from Lexa. I think this is her part of her grieving process.
0: I agree. Yeah. Same. Uh, To my great surprise, that didn't happen, and I was thrilled when it was Nyla in her bed and not some random guy. It validates and confirms Clark's bisexuality and possible outright lesbianism, but it also positions Clark as the lead character as standing in her full power, usually only reserved for male protagonists. No. Okay. Um,
1: Like I was saying last week. Yes.
0: Yep. So it was very disheartening to hear so many cavalierly state afterwards that Clark and Bellamy are inevitably going to be the end game for the show from all the buildup this season. As a lesbian woman, I can tell you if she ends up with Bellamy, it will be devastating to me because it would feel like it would negate her relationships with Lexa and Nyla. I realize many straight and non-straight allies would not agree with me and think I'm overreacting, but if I am, it's only because there are so many to choose from in the torrential downpour of heterosexuality 24-7, 365 on 99% of all relationships on TV. So forgive me if I'd like this rare moment in history with a lesbian or bi lead character. I don't think it's too much to ask. So, if this show centered around Clark and her journey, then it would feel like she went through a phase with Lexa and another phase with Nyla, only to end up with a man who was right in front of her the whole time. It, came, it would be as if she came to her senses and found the man of her dreams because she was really straight all along. This is a classic 1950s pulp lesbian fiction final chapter. This idea that it was the Klexa fans' turn previously and now it's the Belarker's turn is absurd. Uh, these two situations are not equal. There has been a double standard on the show when it comes to romances. Monty and Harper get to have a sweet relationship that has continued for several episodes, and so does Abby and Kane. Then we have the token gay couple Miller and Brian, who couldn't be more hashtag awkward if they tried. Meanwhile, Clark and Lexa had exactly one hour of actually being in a romantic relationship. That's why I would have been much happier if they had relations at the end of Watch the Thrones. There would have been three more episodes of them being in a relationship rather than a ridiculously contrived one hour. Meanwhile, they are hinting that there will be no commitment between Clark and Nyla, just a one-off situation. I'm fine with that. I'm not asking for Nylark to be an epic grand romance like Lexa was. I'm just asking that it be left open who clark ends up with at the end of the show and let the audience imagine what happens next having clark and bellamy walk off into the sunset would put the show back at square one as if they didn't learn anything from last year's fallout bottom line the show would merely jump from one lesbian trope to another this really shouldn't be a big issue in 2017 but it is and it's really a shame because i love these characters a lot and want to see their journey to the end okay can i start by saying something yeah first and foremost i mean yes uh this shouldn't be a big issue in 2017 yeah and it sucks that it is yeah i'm just gonna start by agreeing with you there
1: um i i appreciate this point of view and i know that it, it it's a tough point of view i'm gonna say this um and i haven't really talked about this on the podcast before but i don't i like i don't know how to put this i don't consider myself straight I consider myself... I don't like to label myself. Sexuality I, is a spectrum. Yeah, I, um, I, And that's part of why I love this episode. I mean, not that the, the series is that Clark and everybody doesn't have to have labels. Mm-hmm. I've been attracted to men. I've had crushes on men. I've had feelings for men. I am now and hope to, and going forward, be with a woman. And, you know... That's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just to be clear. Yes, to be clear. <laughs> um, so, to me, I, you know... I respectfully am a a little bit, I I don't know if the word is hurt or I I feel like the implication here that if she ended up with a a, a man that that erases everything to me is a little bit uh, disheartening. Uh, I think that this show has very clearly shown that this is not a phase for her. And even if she ends up with a man that... It, it's not a I, I, to, to be able to leave this show and say that was a phase i think is is a little ludicrous uh i I understand wanting to end on a female female relationship totally get it you don't you don't get that as the end game very often mm-hmm. I still think that this show showing a by character in this fashion is really progressive and is is great mm-hmm. um no matter who she ends up with uh I hope personally you know I do think, honestly, I, I think it's inevitability that they end up at least in some sort of. They have sex before the show is over. They don't necessarily fall in love and have babies or whatever, but I, they will at least have sex. Um, what do you think?
0: I actually, just on that note, something I could definitely see happening mm-hmm. that I don't think many people are considering, and it depends how long the show goes, but let's say it like, goes for another two seasons, mm-hmm. I could see them like slowly starting a relationship and it not working out. And yeah. them just being like leaders together. So yeah. as a anti Kane and Abby almost, where it's yeah. like they were leaders and then they fell in love. Yeah. Just a- saying.
1: I agree. I also think Bellamy could die at some point. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, especially again, considering since thinking about how long it could go on. Yeah. Uh, I just think at some point they will get together. Right. Um you know, so I don't know. I think personally, I think it would be nice and I think the, to me the thing that seems most likely because I do think that they're going to end up together I'm really hopeful for Raven and Luna and if we get I feel like if we get that it's a nice I mean maybe people will think it's a consolation prize but I, I love those characters so much that I don't think of it that way um, yeah. and yeah I don't know I, I, I hear you and I hear that this is tough and I am not going to say that I totally understand your perspective Um But I hope that you can maybe understand mine. Yeah. Um.
0: I I think that the show has earned it not being erasure. mm -hmm. Um. And yeah, frankly.
1: Yeah, especially with the way Abby accepts her daughter daughter and and everything, and given the fact that nobody cares about or says anything about Miller, you know, like. Well,
0: as for the Miller and Brian point, I mean, yes, arguably they did show less PDA than. Monty and Harper, like we didn't see them morning after sex kind I, of thing. I
1: still think they were pretty great.
0: I, I still think they were pretty great, but also, I, I would say that the reason that they brought that to a halt was the guy who played Brian left the show. Yeah. Like I, you know, what they are you had, gonna do? What What you gonna do? Just put another character yeah. and actor in his place and say it's the same character? At least they didn't kill him. They didn't kill him. No. I I don't know. I I can yeah. I can hear you on that, but I yeah. don't think it's fair to say that that was them on purpose writing yeah. him off.
1: Also, to be clear, I mean the thing. The reason I haven't talked about this up till now is because, like, because I don't label myself, it's hard for me. And I don't really know. I don't have a word for who, like, what I am. And I don't really. I'm still figuring things out. Yeah. Um. And obviously, it gets hard. I mean, it's more complicated because I'm with a woman and want to continue to being with a woman named Olga.
0: Hi. Um.
1: So, like, you know. <laughs> nice
0: to meet you all.
1: It's in some way for me. It feels like a moot point. Um. right so
0: and and that's a highly personal thing and you know i hope that people will also potentially respect that like i don't i'm not saying people will be disrespectful you guys really are great and great listeners but like you know just keep that in mind yeah (laughs) um all right all right any other final words
1: um we have another email yes but i meant on that no i mean i appreciate your perspective and i hope that we were respectful yeah Um, yeah
0: yeah all right so this is from bridget hey guys i found your podcast a few months ago and i've been enjoying it very much i've been abroad in asia since january completing research for my doctorate degree so it's nice to listen to english once in a while (laughs) wow cool all right especially a podcast talking about one of my favorite tv shows in the last podcast discussing the episode we will rise dan mentioned that he thought the drawing of lexa hanging on clark's wall might have been drawn by her i was recently rewatching a few season three episodes and it is the same drawing clark made when lexa fell asleep on the couch in season three episode six bitter harvest just before titus interrupted them to bring in emerson i just wanted to bring my observation to your attention can't wait for next week's podcast
1: Okay, so I guess must have missed i i you understood that it was actually drawn by her. What I was trying to convey there her is her that-
0: being Clark, not yeah. Alexa. Well,
1: no, yeah. So what I was trying to convey was like, yes, I knew that that was from that episode, right? Um, but I was saying like I hadn't seen what it looked like in a while, and I was looking at, it and I was like, I was like, I like the drawing because I can believe that it is written, drawn by someone like clark not like a professional artist right? right sometimes when you have stuff like that you're like oh look how beautiful it is and like i don't know that i believe that clark's that good you know yeah like, yeah um
0: and it was a very intimate moment yeah
1: yeah i so. i yeah I, I but thank you for the clarification yeah I, just I in just case didn't, others. i didn't explain i didn't explain myself that well right yeah
0: all righty
1: all right thank you guys so much and i you know I, I really enjoyed the We Will Rise" feedback, guys, and getting multiple perspectives on the Nylark thing. Absolutely. It's, it's great. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. Please you know, give us more feedback on this week. Give us feedback next week. We love hearing from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for all that you do. And Alka.
0: Yes, Dan?
1: We have no edits this week. That's pretty great.
0: <gasps> guys, some <laughs> weeks it's like, one or two. Other weeks it's like minutes upon minutes cut out (laughs) of us just losing our minds so (laughs) this was pretty damn good yeah much like the episode
1: may the raindrops keep falling on your head may we meet again may we meet again (laughs) raindrops keep falling on